We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I don't know about everyone listening, but after a long day of work, I just need to come home to a nice, refreshing tall boy to ease my stress. I actually just had three or four last night, if I'm being honest. No, not those tall boys. A refreshing tall can of liquid death was exactly what I needed. If you've noticed a new tall boy can in the water section that looks like a beer or an energy drink, it's actually liquid death, a mountain spring water from the Alps that comes in still, sparkling, or in three different flavors. Try the lime, trust me. Why is the water called liquid death, you ask? Well, because it will brutally murder your thirst and their infinitely recyclable tall boy cans are helping to bring death to plastic bottles. They also donate 10% of the profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. There's just something special about grabbing an ice cold can of liquid death, hearing the pop when you open it, and quenching your thirst with the best tasting still or sparkling water on the market. I honestly could not go back to bottles even if I wanted to. As I mentioned, I can't recommend the Sparkling Lime Liquid Death enough. It has the perfect lime flavor to go with a crisp, refreshing finish. It's also the best water to mess with just about everyone you know, as they probably think you're chugging a beer in your car or a work meeting at about 9am. Seriously guys, check this product out. I've been absolutely loving it, and I know you will too. Go get Liquid Death at your local Woodman's, 7-Eleven, Roundies, or Hy-Vee, or find a Liquid Death retailer near you with their store locator tool at liquiddeath.com slash packaday. That's liquiddeath.com slash packaday. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. 
Welcome back to another episode of the Packaday Podcast. You can get all your Packaday updates by following us on Twitter at Packaday Podcast. And remember, you can always subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, or Spotify. And of course, you can always check us out over at CheeseheadTV.com. I'm Kyle Fellows, and I'm joined by my co-hosts Maggie Loney and Andrew Mertig. It's a Friday show, you guys. How you guys doing? Doing pretty well. I, you know, in my opinion, ugly wins count just the same at the end of the season. And I think there are some things that can be taken away from the performance this past weekend against Patriots. I know that was a frustrating game to watch, but I think that's something they can use to to learn moving forward. And hey, you know what? It's better to have an ugly win than an ugly loss. So uh, all things are good for me. Yeah, to me, I mean, there's something strangely exciting and enticing about watching the Packers at 8.30 in the morning uh, this weekend. Uh, Andrew, I know it's going to be a little bit earlier <laughs> for you uh, over there on the West Coast. But yeah, I'm excited to to get to talk about this London game this week. Have that game wrap up by lunchtime and then get to settle in for seven more hours of commercial free football on Red Zone. It's going to be going to be a good weekend. That's going to be amazing. And I am going to be going to brunch after the Packers game is over. <laughs> that is a weird feeling. Did you just like become fancy and you go to brunch now because you live in California? Is that like is that like a thing that you normally do? And do they not have brunch in Wisconsin? <laughs> I used to go to brunch in Wisconsin a lot. I also I also, you know, would do Brinner because breakfast food is my favorite, Kyle. That's that's fun. I mean, quit judging me. All right. In your defense, I've never been to a supper club, and I know that you thought that that was crazy as well, that I didn't know what that was. Um, But let's talk about the Green Bay Packers. Let's talk about this football game. Um, The Packers do have a game this weekend, and they are headed for quite a trip that's ahead of them. They are headed across the pond for a game against the New York Giants, and we are here to help you get ready for that one with another key round, key round, another round of key matchups and X factors for you all. Um, And as we always do, we're going to dive into the Giants, their roster, and talk about which matchups are going to be tipping points in the football game. But then, of course, at the end of the show, we share those X-Factor predictions for you. Uh, But let's go ahead and get started. Maggie, what is the first matchup that you're definitely going to have your eye on as the Green Bay Packers take on this New York team in London on Sunday? Yeah, so I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers against the Giants secondary, and listeners are probably sick of me talking about turnovers, but until the Packers actually play a clean football game and clean things up on the offensive side of the ball with that mistake-free football, it's just going to be a key matchup for me. Rodgers threw the fourth pick six of his career last Sunday against the Patriots, and you know he's not going to make those same kind of egregious mistakes two weeks in a row, but I did think it was interesting that the Giants have yet to snag a single interception so far this season. So they're dead last in the NFL in picks. They have 12 passes defensed, but no interceptions through four weeks. Um, all of that to say, the numbers don't really tell the full story, I think, when it comes to the Giants secondary. They've allowed 765 passing yards and four touchdowns through four weeks, which ranks eighth and ninth, respectively. Uh, But they've played against Ryan Tannehill, Baker Mayfield, Cooper Rush, and Justin Fields. So Aaron Rodgers is certainly going to be a more formidable challenge uh, for Don Martindale's defense. Um, Their secondary is also really banged up. Uh, Safety Xavier McKinney and corner Dory Jackson are the only two starters that aren't on the injury report that don't have an injury designation going into Sunday. Julian Love has a concussion and hasn't practiced. Fabian Moreau is limited. They already ruled out a couple of their depth pieces in the DB unit. So 
I just I think Rodgers is due for a big game. And I said that last week, but I think, you know, going into this weekend in London with the chemistry that he's got with his receivers and the opportunities that he'll have against this giant secondary, he knows he played one of the worst halves of football of his career against the Patriots Mm. in that first half. So I think he makes up for it on Sunday. We are due for a really good Aaron Rodgers week. It is coming, and we're hoping that maybe that happens this weekend. But my first key matchup here is Rashawn Gary versus Evan Neal. And the Giants' offense is definitely a work in progress. You can kind of scan this whole offensive roster for the Giants, just kind of hoping to find significant game-changing talent, right? And there's not a lot of it. If we're being honest, this is a team that is rebuilding for sure. But one place that they have a stud is at left tackle, and that's Andrew Thomas. He's been excellent to start the season. In fact, he's PFF's highest graded tackle through the first four weeks. So the other side of this, though, the other bookend that the Giants have is Evan Neal, the rookie, and he's starting at right tackle. He's had a rough start to this NFL career that he's on. Uh, He grades out as the worst run blocking and pass blocking tackle in football for PFF or thereabouts. He might have he might have one up on one or two guys there in one of those categories, but it's it's at the bottom of the barrel here. Uh, he's going to be a player that the Packers were already going to key on and want to exploit in this game. And it just so happens that he's drawn a matchup with Rashawn Gary, who is coming off a two-sack performance and is quickly earning a household name as someone who can absolutely wreck your offense. So this is going to be a fun one. Uh, the Giants are definitely going to need to send some help Evan Neal's way, or it is going to be a very long flight home from London for the rookie Evan Neal. Yeah, one of the ways that the Giants may be able to protect Evan Neal a little bit is getting the running game going. And so my first key matchup is Saquon Barkley against Devondre Campbell and Quay Walker. And we know Saquon is off to a fantastic start this season. He has 84 carries for 463 yards already. And we know the Packers have had struggles against run. You know, you look at the Bears game, you look at the Patriots game. Matt LaFleur even seemingly called out Joe Barry a little bit for the light boxes we saw last week. So Will the Packers load up against the run with Daniel Jones banged up in a pretty weak New York Giants receiving core? Well, I guess they better. But really, like, the edges need to hold up, right? That's very important. Um, and then we need to see Devondre and Quay flying all over the field. Campbell has had some tackling struggles, which is seemingly inexplicable after we saw what Devondre can do last season. He hasn't looked quite as explosive. So I'd love to see some improvement from the linebackers and really contain Saquon and the Giants running attack. Yeah, we can't talk about this matchup, I think, without talking about Saquad Barkley and the quad father, A.J. Dillon. So that is my second uh, key matchup is A.J. Dillon's quads against Saquon Barkley's quads. Nice. Um, obviously, Andrew kind of mentioned the numbers already with Saquon and the year he's having thus far, but I thought I saw earlier that he has more rushing yards this season than I think 21 NFL teams total, uh, just his stats alone. So we know he's going to be the biggest factor for the Giants on Sunday, and he's their key to victory. So I want to flip it and say that my key to victory that I'll talk about later in the show, spoiler alert, is about converting on third downs. And I think that's where A.J. Dillon comes in there. Uh, He kind of closed out the game for the Packers last week against the Patriots, and he continuously moved the chains, wore down the the Patriots defense. So the Packers are going to need him to do the same thing on Sunday. It kind of reminded me going into this matchup almost of the Titans game from 2020, where we expected like A.J. Dillon, Derrick Henry to go blow for blow in the snow and the whiteout. And then 
Dylan's stats just blew Henry's out of the water. So I feel like if AJ Dylan is the better back on Sunday, don't just pencil it in, but Sharpie in that the Packers win that game. And just for the record, if you have AJ Dylan and Saquon Barkley, you have a quad of quads. <laughs> That's a good one. I, I have no response <laughs> other than to say, well done, sir. That's a very, very good, appropriate joke. Um, Moving on. Uh, Robert Tunyon is going to be up against a group of Giants linebackers here. Uh, I'm excited about this matchup. The Giants linebacker room doesn't really have a single guy who's playing well in coverage right now. Tay uh, Crowder has played nearly all the snaps for this team, but grades is one of the worst linebackers in football for pro football focus. Micah McFadden is getting in some reps, but also has been pretty poor in coverage. I guess I should mention here, that former Packers great Jalen Smith is on this football team. And he's shown some flashes, actually, but he's only been given 30 snaps in just a couple games. So I'm not sure that there is anyone on this team who can run with Big Bob. And I know Maggie gets bragging rights for predicting a TD for 85 last week, and we'll let her do that later on. But I think the success for Tunyon continues this week, and this isn't – you know, my key matchup here. But I did want to mention that I do think it'll also be worth watching to see how the Packers use the running backs in the passing game because none of these linebackers are effectively covering Aaron Jones on a wheel route. That's not happening. So I think that there's no reason that we wouldn't see the Packers shred this linebacker group and a lot of action coming off of that. So you may have started noticing that there's some strange tall boys of beer in the bottled water section of your local stores. Well, It's not actually beer. It's mountain spring water from the Alps, and it's called Liquid Death. Why is this water called Liquid Death? Well, because it will brutally murder your thirst, and their infinitely recyclable Tallboy cans are helping to bring death to plastic bottles. They'll also donate 10% of the profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. See, what you may not know is that most plastic isn't actually recyclable anymore, and the plastic you throw in a recycling bin actually just gets sent to a landfill because it's not profitable to recycle. Aluminum is infinitely recyclable and actually profitable for recycling facilities. So go get Liquid Death at your local Woodman's, 7-Eleven, Roundies, or Hy-Vee, or find a Liquid Death retailer near you with our store locator tool at liquiddeath.com slash packaday, P-A-C-K-A-D-A-Y. That's liquiddeath.com slash packaday. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, and I'm going to go with the Packers interior offensive line versus Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams. And, you know, if you take a look at pro football focus, Dexter Lawrence is ranked as the third best defensive lineman in all of football so far this season. And then Leonard Williams comes in at a pretty respectable number 11. That that is absolutely outstanding. You have two players rated that high, and they're both really exceptional against the run. So John Ronnie Jr., Josh Myers, Royce Newman are going to have their hands full, unless maybe Maybe we see a little bit of Elton Jenkins inside. I know that's unlikely, but uh, maybe some wishful thinking there. Not only do they need to play really well to open up the running lanes, but keeping inside pressure off of Aaron Rodgers is going to be really, really important to keep drives alive and an important factor in this game as as the Packers try to be able to move the ball a little bit better than we've seen recently. Yeah, but those are our key matchups then for the week. So let's talk about our X factors going into this London matchup, Week 5, Giants and Packers. Ah, yes. So I get to go first. Uh, so my key matchup, uh, I, I have to admit, was Devont or my X factor, was Devontae Wyatt. And we know he has, uh, speaking of quads, uh, a quad injury, <laughs> and uh, looks unlikely to play at this point. He was uh, held out of practice um, on Thursday. So that is not a good sign for me. Um, but I, I will say that everything that I was going to say about Devonte Wyatt can be said of Jaron Reed. So he's going to be my substitute X factor for the week. Um, I, I, I just think the Packers need to hold up against the run. We talked about committing numbers. I think the defensive line needs to take on the onus of occupying those blocks. And that's going to allow the key matchup I was talking about of Quay and Devondre to, to be a little bit freer, maybe not have to shed so many blocks to have so much trash in front of them and really be able to get Saquon into those situations where he doesn't have all of his momentum. Uh, maybe doesn't have multiple options of, of cut lanes um, that they have to guess. And so I think if Jerron Reed can hold up in, in that account, that's going to be big, but then also, uh, we know there's going to be opportunities for the Giants to run some play action passing. And in those opportunities, Packers probably aren't going to be able to commit a lot of a lot of blitzers. And so the guys that are coming are going to have to recognize that quickly, which I think being a veteran is going to be a big advantage to Jerron Reed in that situation. And they're going to have to get home. And Reed's been playing really well. And I, I look for that to continue in him to be my X factor. All right, so my X Factor this week is Aaron Jones, and Aaron Jones is a star, right? So I'm not digging into the depths of this roster to find this guy, but I mentioned this earlier. I think the Packers are going to pick on these New York linebackers, and Tunyon is the matchup that I talked about. They'll stress that all day, but I do think that Aaron Jones might just go nuclear in this game. Uh, I know we talked a little bit about the potential for Dylan to have a good game as well. I think he's going to catch a ton of balls in this game. I think he gets the touches on the ground as well, obviously. There are always a few games every year where Jones just hits Pater multiple times, and I think Aaron Jones is going to thoroughly enjoy his time in London this weekend, and this might just be one of those special games for him. 
Yeah, that was fun to see on Sunday my X-Factor score his first touchdown of the season. It just felt like it was going to be a big game for Tunyon. And while his stats didn't really leap off the page there, it was nice to see him find the end zone coming back from that ACL injury. So this week, I'm going with Randall Cobb as my X-Factor. And he's just he's been an absolute machine for the Packers offense. He's got 10 receptions on 12 targets through four weeks for 150 yards. His catch percentage at 83.3% and his yards per target at 12.5 are the largest of his career. Eight of his 10 catches have gone for first downs and moving the chains is going to be paramount to Green Bay success on Sunday because again, spoiler alert, we're going to talk about their down defense pretty soon. Um, but I'm going to make another you know, bold prediction here and say that I think Cobb also gets his first touchdown of the season on Sunday in London. Maybe it's just wishful thinking, you know, to think that we can we can predict this two weeks in a row, but you've got Alan Lazard, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs. They're all going to be attracting a ton of attention in the red zone, especially after the performances that they had last week. Then you throw in Tunyon, you throw in Jones, you throw in Dylan, and then who does that leave? Randall Cobb. So, you know, everyone's going to want their touchdown across the pond in London. And I think Rodgers is going to find his guy 18 for a memorable, well-deserved score. All right. So those are our key matchups and X factors for this week. It's going to be a lot of fun. The great game, you know, early game on Sunday. But let's talk a little bit about this path to victory for the Packers. How are they going to get it done? What's it going to take? Yeah, and for me, the Packers' key to victory um, is going to be first and second down success when they're on offense. And avoiding those third and longs will go a long ways towards Packers winning this game. There's likely only so many plays where Aaron Rodgers is going to hook up with players like he did with Alan Lazard on the sideline and Randall Cobb over the middle. They don't have Devontae anymore. That's not a surprise. But while Rodgers is building that rapport with these receivers, I think they need to do a better job of avoiding having to go 10 plus yards um, on third. And the Giants offense, quite frankly, is just not very good. But they can stick with you if the Packers aren't scoring. I know that's like a really dumb thing to say, right? Like if your offense is starting, the game is going to be close. But like factually, if, if the the Packers aren't scoring, they're going to be in a lot of close games. And so I think the difference between a close, stressful game and a blowout is Packers connecting on two big plays in the passing offense. They've been like those big plays have been there through the first four weeks, but something has always been off, whether that's blocking, whether it's Rodgers, whether it's the route running, and then, of course, drops. And if they can figure that out, and we can all have a very comfortable early morning on Sunday. That would be nice if they were just able to put this thing away early and ease a lot of make up for a lot of the stress maybe we experienced last week for sure. But I'm going to say that the path to victory for the Packers is stopping Saquon Barley, Barkley. And we talked about this. And I feel like there isn't a little bit of an equivalence as much as we've ripped on this Giants offense. There's an equivalence between stopping Saquon and stopping this Giants offense just kind of in one movement. Uh, the defense for the Packers came into the season with really, really high expectations. And in a lot of ways, they haven't quite lived up to that hype. They've been good, but maybe not great. You may not say that. Um, but that said, they're 
been some really weird game scripts for this defense to kind of try to figure out as they've been put in some weird situations by the offense. They've been in a bind on several occasions, but the Packers can walk away with this game on Sunday. If the dominant version of this defense shows up and plays fast from the start, Saquon is a stud. There's no getting around that, but the Packers have the linebackers to match and the Packers defensive line has the talent to be dominant in the trenches as well. So if green Bay shuts down the run or even limits the run significantly, we know we're not going to eliminate Saquon entirely. They're going to force the Giants to try to win in other ways, which should play to Green Bay's strengths and allow them to bring home the easy win. Yeah, so I'm going to kind of piggyback off of what Andrew said when he mentioned having success on first and second down. I think, you know, these are the two best defenses in the league right now in third down defense. The Packers rank first in the league. They're allowing a conversion on 23.8% of tries only. And the Giants are second, allowing conversions on 29.4% of drives. So whichever defense can get off the field on third down likely wins this football game, in my opinion. Or on the flip side, I guess, if you want to look at it, this will come down to whichever offense can sustain drives and burn clock while also burning out the opposing defense. And I think, you know, the biggest takeaway for me really is just that I'm excited about this one. I think I speak for a lot of Packer fans when I say that I wish I could be there in person. I'm sure we all would love to go to London and see this one live, but it's just going to be such a cool atmosphere. And I'm glad the Packers are finally able to go I'm stoked for all the UK Packer fans who have, you know, made the pilgrimage to Lambeau and now get to have the Packers come to them. So going to be a really fun weekend, I think. And I hope that you know, whether you made the trip there or you live in Europe and were able to attend the game live, it's just going to be a really special one um, for the Packers. Yeah, it's such a cool opportunity for um, people in, in Europe to to see the Packers in person. It's a really cool opportunity, I think, for the players to get that experience. You think about a lot of young players who maybe haven't had the, the opportunity to travel internationally. And it's going to be a really cool atmosphere. Uh, for the players, and and we know the the Packers are a worldwide brand, and so I expect that the stadium would be rocking a little bit, and um, should have a, a a really great one for us. It'll be an early morning, but I, I think that's a unique opportunity too, and something cool and and different for all of us. Um, so super excited to see what is hopefully a really great start to the day on Sunday. Uh, but that is all the time that we have for today. This has been the Packer Day Podcast. You can find Kyle on Twitter at Packer underscore Pundit. You can find Maggie at Maggie J. Loney and on Pax, which he said. And you can find me at Andrew Mertig. Remember to also follow at Packet A Podcast. Please subscribe and consider giving us a rating if you like what we're doing. Uh, Fridays at 4.30 p.m. Central are the Packet A Happy Hours, so check those out over on YouTube or uh, you can watch right on Twitter. And uh, on Tuesdays, they have the Packet A Live Show. So you can catch Kyle, Maggie, and myself every single Friday. And next week, we'll be back previewing the Packers Week 6 matchup against the New York Jets all the way back in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Thanks for listening, and as always, remember... Go, go!